what you're about to listen to is an episode. Next thing you know, I'm going to be telling you it's produced, and then it's good. That's right, you're about to listen to a good episode's production. Wah! As they say. <laughs> yeah, we did that bit before uh, you joined in. Yeah. I don't even know which song that's from. Um, uh, Master of Puppets, I think. <laughs> it's I think? from... Um, uh, 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 down with the sickness. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Because <laughs> I yeah, was thinking because no, it it's the same acronym as Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Remember when Disturbed covered Sound of Silence? Yes. No. And it was and it, everywhere. Yeah, it got played on every advert, every f- movie trailer. Um. Yeah, I don't remember it. I would probably recognize it. If I it's had. like it so, you know, you know Simon and Garfunkel, right? Uh, yeah, I'm aware of Simon you know and his friend song, Garfunkel. Yeah, you know the song <laughs> "Sound of Silence" by Simon and his oh, friend yeah, Garfunkel. Um, yeah. Now imagine that song, and imagine okay, what if it was sung by an epic dude? <laughs> that would be way better, I think. What if it could be the film trailer for Game of Thrones season seven? <laughs> Um, that would be incredibly cool. <laughs> oh, actually, Disturbed is good. I'm just listening to Down with the Sickness. It's pretty good. <laughs> Down with the Sickness is, is okay. That I, I think their Sound of Silence cover is worse. Hmm. Um, it's like... Yeah, I, I have a very dumb brain that was very into Avenged Sevenfold as a teenager, uh-huh. so anything like that, it, it hits like a part of my brain where I'm like, oh yeah. The <laughs> my thing boyfriend is... at the time was, so I pretended to be into them. Mm-hmm. My neighbor really wanted me to get into Avenged Sevenfold and Enter Shikari, but I hated them. <laughs> oh, I didn't like Enter Shikari. Um, but that was a bit because I was big into Linkin Park, so that's how it started. Is I was uh-huh. like number one Linkin Park's fan. Did, mm-hmm. you, did you become and so? I, I also listened. I did. I also <laughs> I, I listened to their side projects. Um, fucking. Shit, what were they called? I did know. Lincoln I Dardens. used to know both of them. Well, because there was one where it was the singer guy had his own thing. Um, Chester Bennington. Yes. Chester Bennington. Burning That's Wood. not a real name. Chester Bennington. <laughs> okay, Paddington. Um, <laughs> I mean, like yeah, Chester Bennington sounds Sunrise, like an it. extremely British guy. Yeah, it does. It's like I the guy who comes and picks yeah. up Paddington Bear from the station is yeah. Chester Bennington. <laughs> His thing was called Dead by Sunrise, and then the other guy had one that was like more based on his like hip hop rapping. Mm-hmm. Who did the um, you know, the seventy percent luck, fifteen percent skill thing? Oh yeah. yeah. So the thing I was luck, gonna say about ten percent luck, twenty percent skill, fifteen yeah. percent. Fort Minor, that was it. Fort Minor, Fort Minor. Five percent pleasure, fifty yeah. percent pain, and two percent pain, hundred percent reason to remember the name. Uh-huh. Yeah. They yeah. never left. They was just side projects. <laughs> what I was gonna say about the disturbed cover of the Sound of Silence, like the reason why, I don't know. You might enjoy it because you have contrarian takes on music often. <laughs> no. But. I, I still don't think you will. Like I, I want to believe that you will hate it because. Oh, I liked it at the time, personally. It's like, but... It, but it's like not even the disturbed that you probably like because it's just, he just takes it so serious. Like he mm-hmm. has the most serious like movie trailer, uh, music, yeah. uh, cover voice, and it was yeah they played it on the radio everywhere. And then there's a part mm. 
Where is because most Whoa. of the song is like, hello, darkness, my old friend. Like, <laughs> And then there's a part where he has to like go up. Yeah, these visuals are very overdramatic. <laughs> like the final, the final verse. I don't know if it's like uh, supposed to be up and probably not an octave, but like if you, oh, you know, yeah, there's like a key change at the end and he really doesn't nail that. Like, I like the idea of just writing sheet music with a fountain pen. Though. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Is that in the uh, Sound of Silence video? Yeah, it's like very brown, but like sort of sepia. And there's just a bunch of like dramatic visuals. With it's like actually when I start typing disturbed like... into uh, YouTube, the first result is disturb the Sound of Silence. So this is like there. It got yeah. really big. <laughs> because, oh my God, it's like silhouettes of musical instruments. Yeah, it's just very, wow. It's a lot very like close-ups on his face, like whoa dramatically oh my god he's like this walking through of- a landscape where he's like carrying a guitar over his shoulders but he's not playing it or anything he's just carrying I it quite like this this and it ends with them like getting on noah's ark which i'm kind of into <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of when halsey covered walk the line by johnny cash and what? just took it in a really like miserable direction and it was again one of those ones that got used in like tv show movie trailers but like i like the fact that walk the line's kind of twangy and and a bit silly yeah have you seen the miley cyrus jolene cover yes jolene. i don't hate it actually i quite like that one no it's really good yeah it's really good i'm still not over the fact that um most people know big yellow taxi from counting crows rather than Joni mitchell you kid what most a lot of people I've met, they're like, "Yeah, Counting Crows." Oh like, no! It's Joni. I love Joni. Me too. So the She's got more that, the Noah's Ark thing in the music video is whatever. I just hate the close-ups to his face that are like intercut all the time. Oh, they're they're pretty bad. Yeah. He is. It, this really does look like um, like an aged edgy musician. <laughs> if he wants to, you know, he when is. you want to stay, when you want to stay edgy. But you're not really in touch anymore, so you're mm. just gonna use like signifiers of edginess, mm. but actually mm. just look like a drunk guy at a football game. Is it bad that I'd never heard of Disturbed before and thought that was that sound the the wah noise mate came from Metallica's Master of Puppets? Um, the thing is, Master of Puppets is pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I just I, just I don't, don't know. Like, I've never really listened to Metallica. I'm, I'm not a I, metal. I just don't like metal very much. <laughs> I've seen a, a post shared from like a, I think a Metallica fan group uh, or Facebook group. I, I've seen a post going around that was like, <laughs> have, uh, can't believe Metallica is 25 years old. Or how old are Metallica? <laughs> not 25, like 35 or something. <laughs> oh no, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, can't believe Metallica is 35 years old. Congrats on nine years of great music. <laughs> <laughs> Bodied. I love Steve okay. Tyler from Metallica. I'm trying to think if the Steve Tyler thing was a joke. Yeah, or... it is. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> what, who, what was he in? Oh, he's just uh, Steve Aerosmith. Tyler from Aerosmith. Okay, yeah, because I pulled up an image and. I know this guy, because he looks fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he does, right? It's weird, because um, Liv Tyler is, play, is his daughter and played yeah. Arwen. Yeah. And, but like, you can kind of see that she looks like a bit like Steve Tyler, but yeah, she, but she, looks she, doesn't, she doesn't look <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Pretty weird, huh? Yeah. Maybe, there's, maybe there's hope for my children. 
Oh, they do kind of look similar. Yeah, right. Yeah, if it's you have the them big next lips. to each other, you you kind of see it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like. He's kind of hot. Remember that <laughs> Doctor Who episode <laughs> <Shut> where <laughs> he's not. <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying it too. <laughs> I know it's easy to say things into a microphone. <laughs> it's so easy, but you know what's harder is not saying things into a microphone. I, <laughs> I, I was going to say, it's like the Doctor Who episode where there's like that one um, old lady that is just a stretched out skin. So it's like, yeah. I feel like Cassandra. Steve Tyler looks like one step into the being stretched out in the face direction away mm. from Cliff Tyler. Mm. Charlotte, <laughs> stare him directly in the soul patch and tell me, tell me he's hot. Oh my god, that's, okay, that's okay, soul patch. Fine. <laughs> look at the look at the soul patch. I'm not looking at it. I don't want to look at it. <laughs> anyway, it's like five hairs. Like, just that soul patch is genuinely one of the worst things I have seen in a person's face. Like he wouldn't look t- he wouldn't look so bad if it wasn't for that soul patch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like not even a complete soul patch. It's just a few hairs, but it's on there on every image. <laughs> the soul tuft. It's off. It's off center, like bloody John Snow Funko Pops. Uh, <laughs> <beard>. uh-huh. <laughs> don't don't compare the two. <laughs> okay. I'm the sorry. thing about Aerosmith is also like that they just suck. Like there's you can't <laughs> tell me there's a good Aerosmith song. That's like. Aerosmith like dips into that hole of uh, you know music that is from a time where good music existed, so it's gonna show up mm-hmm. on a ton of like seventies rock playlists on Spotify, uh, and it's always gonna be the Insta Skip song. <laughs> what songs have they yeah. done? Because I can't, I can't think of a single one. That's just because I don't know much seventies music. Uh, see they're so unremarkable like they just sound like a bad version of 70s hair rock I don't know Dream On is like I don't want to miss a thing is the famous oh no way I love that song I'm no I will not have this that's a great song (laughs) I thought it was Whitesnake though yeah no that's a great song I won't hear anything bad about them (laughs) it makes me think of uh, Saints Row 4. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to I Don't Want to Miss a Thing now. It's not great. <laughs> I'm sorry. I disagree. I disagree. I think it's really good, but whatever. We'll move on. We'll move on. So, you know, I was saying which would be the worst podcast episode to just disband the podcast. Yeah. No, this would be the worst it's reason this, to disband the podcast for sure. Okay. <laughs> if you were going to say over that. over the bed, Aerosmith. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't even feel that strongly about them. I just simply don't care for them i have like the videos that i pulled up i have them paused here and i just tapped over and i just see this disturbed guy's face in close-up while he's (laughs) trying so hard to hit the high notes and failing at Mm -hmm. it so this is i think this is a good reminder i'm gonna leave this open and this is a good humbling reminder to myself i just want you all to know that Linkin Park is a good band. Okay, I'm bringing... I never really um, got into Linkin Park, though, because they were always liked by the guys I didn't get along with in school. Yeah, and, but I was, like, I don't know, a contrarian, probably. I'm um, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure that I, I feel like... I, I, I just feel like I really missed the time frame on Linkin Park, because everyone likes them. Like, a, t- a ton of people who... Yeah. 
to whom I respect and appreciate are gonna say that they're great. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, I just simply I like their hits they're at very this off point, the time. but I like unless there's gonna be like a fun point episode on the hybrid theory or whatever. Yeah. I don't see myself actually like sitting down and listening to a full Linkin Park album in 2020. I mean, that's very fair. I liked, um, because I really liked Minutes to Midnight. And so I had, that was like one of the first CDs I ever bought was Minutes to Midnight. And then also they did this like, I don't even know if it's good, um, but it was like an experimental one about like nuclear bombs (laughs) or like a nuclear explosion um, destroying America. And it was like a concept album. And I really liked it. I I thought it was was fun. It was called A Thousand Suns. A Hundred Thousand Suns? A Hundred Thousand Suns. Something to do with a lot of suns. Okay. Steve Steve Tyler's current girlfriend is ten years younger than Liv Tyler. That's very cool. I love Liv? men in power. She's like forty two or forty three. Doesn't think. matter. You shouldn't date anybody. At but... which point do you think it's okay to have like ten year age difference? Like from how Steve Tyler's in his seventies. That's fine to have a ten year age gap in your seventies. I mean, the thing is, don't date anyone around the same age as your child, especially not younger. Ten yeah. years younger than his daughter. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, but if she's getting something out of it, you know, so, you know, can't can't throw rocks, you know. <laughs> I'll throw rocks at Listen, him. Listen, you date, you date, date some old, you date some old fuck, and then he dies mm-hmm. in like what twenty years. That's an investment. Then you can go out looking for your soulmate and. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I don't want to shame her, but I will shame Steve Tyler for that. Yeah. But then, you know, you see, he gets out of it. He gets to, like, have sex with a younger person. So it's like, you yeah, know. Yeah, I'm still shaving that. <laughs> yeah. Don't it's say like, people uh, I don't kids. think this is a hill you want to die on, Chaz. <laughs> I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate. I watch Stop. gentlemen prefer blondes. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking, thinking about Marilyn's wisdom. Um, okay. about rereading the Discworld books hosted by four people who agree on every single matter. Um, <laughs> and I am your your main host. <laughs> am, over, all right. I'm your leader host, uh, Charlotte. I'm, I'm your lead host, Lucy. <laughs> I'm your... King of leader hosts, Janosch. <laughs> I'm your sub host, crawling in the dirt with the hogs, George. <laughs> uh, what's up, maggots? Welcome back to our podcast. Yeah. yeah. Welcome podcast, back to the slot bucket. A podcast hosted by people who don't believe in hierarchies, uh, except when it comes to. I think I'm being a very bad anarchist on this podcast because I always seem to create some sort of hierarchy. <laughs> Do you think you can get cancelled uh, by the world 
anarchist uh, community if you admit to finding Steve Tyler hot? Um, I don't think it's like something that they sort of judge you on. I think the point is you're not supposed to judge people on that sort of stuff as long as it's like consensual and overage. He's rich as fuck though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you marry him, you kill him. Yeah, whatever. Listen, I don't think he's hot, really, but I would marry Mark Maron for 10 years <laughs> and then kill him and take whatever money he has left. If you're listening, Mark. And I would enjoy it. It would be great. I would have a great time, probably. Yeah, so today, if we didn't mention it last week, um, we are talking about the animated TV series slash film um, of Weird Sisters rather than the book Pyramids, because, you know, we wanted to include the sort of films that they made of these things as we go along to get the get the complete view, you know? Mm-hmm. Plus, it's nice to take a, a little a little break off reading, though I'm not yeah. sure this felt like a break. <laughs> this was two hours and 20 minutes, because it was originally mm. six episodes, and it was then edited together into a f- sort of film, but that makes it an incredibly long film. 360p masterpiece. I never really noticed at which point the episode breaks were supposed to be. Yeah, me neither. I was trying to look out for it, but well, because well, because they did like edit it for general release into a film, so it was like properly edited. Uh, um, yeah, but I think they still left all the content in the same. Like, it's not like they did like yeah. radical re-editing of it. Like, it's not like the it's not like the Gundam compilation movies where they edited like <laughs> forty something 20 minute episodes into three movies where they had to like actually compile them they probably had like a last time on and it yeah. pretty much starts from no the my end, point so is it's not, it's not like there's episode arcs that i felt like i didn't feel like they were 20 minutes mm, minute chunks yeah. where the tension was rising and then there's a cliffhanger and then it's like you know an episode build up thing again like it didn't feel that it felt like one continuous no. It would be hard to do that because it pretty much um, is verbatim the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hardly. that was the thing. I Watching this after finishing the book last week was just sort of like someone was making me read the book again. And it's a good book. I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. But this is one of those adaptions that suffers from, I think, sticking way too close to the source material and that the lines were... Like, it was identical the whole way through. It was just fine. But it... it and maybe if I'd watched it, like a bit of time after reading the book or whatever it would have been better but so close afterwards mm. i was i felt like someone was rolling uh was rolling out my brain a little bit yeah yeah it's probably not ideal to watch it right after having finished the book i still laughed quite a lot no. but that is down to the, the yeah. good writing yeah. of terry pratchett yeah i do i do actually i did actually like this a lot uh, i like mm-hmm. this a lot more than um. i liked color of magic Yes. Which, you know, to be fair, better source material too. So mm. yeah. uh, it already had a head start. Uh, but also no yeah, no my... Tim Curry. Yeah, but Christopher Lee. Yeah, yeah. but no Tim Curry. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Where would you want love Tim Curry? Tim Curry. I just want him to say space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was medium. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> It was medium. Did you like it more or less than uh, Color of Magic? Uh, probably more. I think I had more fun than when I watched Color of Magic because yeah, that yeah. was also very long but fell a lot longer. And I, I do f- 
No, Thanks Color of Magic was budget. like at least 30 minutes longer than this. Like that was close yeah. to three hours, if not longer. Mm. Uh, yeah, I do think for Terry Pratchett that animation works a lot better yes. just because everything's so, well, it's like magic-y and sort of goofy. And I think that is sort of an awkward thing to have in a live action format. Yeah. It's like when people do live action adaptions of anime and it's always terrible. Yeah, I checked uh, Color of Magic's is ac- Magic is actually like 50 minutes longer than this one was. Because that one's like three yeah. hours and ten minutes. I still can't get over how long that movie is. It did drag somewhat. <laughs> I think I yeah. did like yeah, this um, more, but I don't think it's by a wide margin. I'm. I think the the the, <laughs> the length is really putting me off. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I watched this in more chunks. Like I didn't, you know, didn't quite watch it as intended in six twenty-minute chunks, but uh, I did it in like. Mm. I don't know. Three, <laughs> like I, I watched like shorter segments, and then I watched the last hour and a half in one go. I did a similar thing. I had a sort of halfway break for um for tea, so I just ate my tea and then got back on it, and it was which, which worked very well actually. It was like a like a theatre production. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I probably should have taken an interval. I didn't really. I I had a break before like the last fifteen minutes. Um. Because, yeah, for tea. Um, but it was sort of an odd place to have a break. But, I don't know, I watched it with my brother when he was cooking, and he thought it was pretty funny. Um, but he said he thought the voice acting was very clunky, because they seem to sort of say the jokes and maybe sometimes not pause to let you mm-hmm. absorb the joke. They sort of have to go quite quickly. Yeah. Um, you can sort there of was some of it, but I still think, in general, like... Having, as a comparison, Color of Magic, I think more jokes landed in this one. <laughs> like, oh, I feel like yeah. this one was actually... Mm-hmm. These jokes were actually delivered by people who know how to deliver jokes. Yeah, there was a very funny one, which I thought was incredible, which was when um, Magret leaves her cottage with the bread knife, and she's like, a bread knife is all girl, no, woman needs <laughs> and it does like a zoom in on her face and i thought that yeah. was very funny yeah <laughs> yeah i think personally i don't know i think the source material is really strong but i think the bits that i liked about this adaption were the stuff that was new which again i think is just because i've i've engaged with this too soon yeah. after the book yeah but like one of the bits that really really made me laugh was when we like go to the fool's guild like there's a flashback <laughs> and you can hear in the background people chanting from inside the fool's gold and they're doing like a, a Gregorian chant version yes. of the your mum joke. That was so good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts too. Oh, oh no, it was an even older one. It was in my mother-in-law, which is a, a classic of like bad British yeah. 70s yeah. humor. That was that was very good. Oh, I hate my mother-in-law. I also liked when they were suggested going to the troll bar, and it just zooms in on a troll's face. <laughs> I, lo- I lost my shit. <laughs> Same. Um, yeah, I like Christ of Praise as well when he comes along. What, and he's, he's just like, like the Godfather. Oi. Yeah, he's like, "You better give me the money." Oh, he was so good. Legs. Real Guido voice. Like. <laughs> it was such a choice to do to give him uh, give him an Italian American voice. But it's so right, you know. Absolutely right. It was the Gabagool. Mm. Or something like that. <laughs> I think Please like, cut that bit. Out of out of <laughs> Granny and Nanny Ogg and Margaret Garlic, I think like Nanny Ogg got the most or her voice actress did I think the best job in being Nanny Ogg. Like 
don't know. I feel mm. like like she was really convincing to me. I really liked Margaret. I think. Yeah, Margaret was great too. I thought. Yeah. Her voice was really weird, but like in an enjoyable way. It's Jane Horrocks. She just has a really weird voice. Yeah. She's got like a, a Lanc- She wasn't doing a Lancaster like a Lancastrian accent. I think she's Lancastrian. Uh, but like, yeah, it, 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 it just, I love the accent. Just something about her voice is is just odd, but good. I love that the fools from Liverpool for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was from Newcastle. He sounded more like a Newcastle accent to me. Nah, the barbarian who insulted nice. them in the men, uh, the mended drum was uh, Newcastle. But he was from Liverpool because he kept having Jordan. like a he's a scouser. Yeah, Sh- um. shout out to Lobscouse the stew that unites the north sea okay um <laughs> but yeah the accents are incredibly funny i just thought it was i don't know they were all very random and i thought that was good i love yeah so i couldn't accents. i couldn't really place the accents from where they were from but i love to hear them that's that's fair uh, i like no i like uh, i like watching a british production where the accents are actually accents that i haven't heard or that i don't hear very much like because because usually like most people are gonna talk um i don't know the you know the the like standard british accent that you can hear Mm. on most like british tv shows you know like us yeah Yeah. rp yeah (laughs) Uh, so it's yeah so it's like enjoyable excuse me my accent's been confused my accent's been described as very confusing thank you very much (laughs) yeah same i recently had somebody ask me where my parents were from and i was just like uh my (laughs) mum's from the north and my dad's moved over like around the uk a bit and they're like no 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 but like where are they they're from america and i was like no what (laughs) (laughs) you're uh you do you do say you do say some northern stuff sometimes lucy yeah, no, the Northern stuff northern I, I have an explanation for, though. But mm. people are like, oh, have you been to America? Have you, like, travelled around the States much? And I'm like, no, I just <laughs> just talk like this. <laughs> when I was at a museum in Oxford, um, <laughs> what do they call it? One of the museum guides was like, where, where are you from? And I was like, uh, I, I guess Wales. He was like, oh, is it Welsh? I thought you were Scottish. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I've never thought you were Scottish. No. No, I don't even know where you get that from. I think people in Oxford just don't know any accents. Mm. You know. Uh-huh. I think I think yeah, you, you just sound be. like English, like an RP kind of thing, really. Yeah. So- yeah. Sorry to insult your Welshness like that, but. <laughs> no, I know. I don't think I sound Welsh. I just think it's funny that he thought I sounded Scottish. <laughs> It sounds like a moron. <laughs> I blame podcasts. The Scottish They're thing us is so sound. funny to me because I have heard your Scottish accent. Yeah, and it's great. It's a brilliant <laughs> yeah, exactly. attempt made by someone who's very good at accents and is, will be an impressionist that is famous worldwide one day. Mm-hmm. Um, You'll be on Dead Ringers soon. <laughs> I would rather die. Um, <laughs> yeah, you should read Bryce's lines from Dark Light. Ooh, yeah i mean i still think we should stream just like a live reading of dark light i think that would be really funny <laughs> we're definitely gonna stream something maybe shade of the vampire too maybe maybe we can do the gender game oh yeah the gender game but what if it's good is the thing yeah what mm. if it's good maybe we should just do a shade of the vampire you're right okay. anyway what is this uh bonus uh, accent discord channel <laughs> 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 oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, give us one euro on patreon if you want to understand what we were talking about 
I liked that. I was gonna say when we were talking about like jokes that were like additions to it. Like one that got me, uh, even though it was like really dumb, is like just at the beginning where the ghost of the king just f- jumps down and falls through a horse. Yeah, it's pretty good. I liked the king. It was um Jimmy Hibbert. Huh. I thought it was someone else. Yeah, he's not even a famous so. guy. He's uh just, just known voice for actor. voice work in other things I have not heard of. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention who this was produced by. It was um mm. made by the Yeah, so it was made in it was made in nineteen ninety seven. Um by Cosgrove Hall, which was um, an animation studio that made stuff like uh, Danger Mouse and Count Ducula and mm. stuff like that. Uh-huh. Mm. If you recall. Oh. Um, and they sort of decided to work with Terry Pratchett, who was like medium famous in the 90s. And they were going to they were gonna do Truckers, Diggers and Wings and those ones, which are the Brimiliad, which are good, but they didn't in the end. But they decided to do Weird Sisters and Soul Music at the same time. That's um, great. Which is what they did. Really? This has a 7.1 yeah. on IMDb. Do we agree? Yeah, I think I would rate it. I mean, a- a- around doesn't that. everything have like a 7 on IMDb? Yeah, no, but I would give it like 3.5 out of 5. So, Yeah. yeah prob- that's the thing. Good. I'd probably give it a 3 or 3.5 out of 5, but I don't think I'd give it a 7 out of 10, which is weird because it's that's the, the same thing. It's the exact same score. But I know, but I wouldn't give it, it a... It feels different. 7 is too high. I think this is a 5, actually. I'd give it This a is not a 5. five. Come on. I wouldn't even give... Two and a half stars. I would give uh, fucking uh, Color of Magic. Even that I would give like a six. Because it's maybe a 5.5. I don't know. Five to six. But this is like... I would give this like at least one score point more. Mm. (laughs) I don't know. I I struggle with numerical values. Because I'm like, damn... What does it mean, you know? Um, it's more of a feeling than actually in the yeah, medical value. Yeah, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. You know, something sort of three-star vibe. You know what it, You know what that means, don't you? It's like a, <laughs> sort of like a medium then rom-com. Still, then it's still a numerical value. I know. I'm just... Ooh, wait, they did do yeah. it? Yeah. They did what? They t- turns out they did end up producing the uh, Bromeliad trilogy uh, in a stop-motion animation yeah. in 1992. Okay. Ah, okay. Oh, Truckers is a stop-motion thing, okay. That's very cool. I would love to watch that at some point. That's really great. Huh? It says it's 13 episodes. 13 11-minute episodes, okay. That's So it's about as long as this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's quite a long story, so that's not mm -hmm. very surprising. It's an epic. It's a good book. (laughs) I've still not read those. Uh... I guess that's something we can do after we're done with all the books. Yeah. I was going to talk about Nation as well, because Terry Pratchett always says that Nation is the best book he ever yeah, read. Yeah, I know. Um, I've also not read that. Nation's good. I have heard him say I did, that. but it, I thought it was good, but it was a while ago, and now I'm like, what yeah. are the colonialist undertones? So I have to like mm. reread yeah. it. Yeah, after we're done with all the main Discworld books, we can still do uh, the Gnomes books and... Um, Nation and Good Omens. Mm-hmm. And I think Ooh, that's it. I don't omens. know if you want to do that. Who wants... To, you can save the universe or whatever those are called. Oh, Johnny. The Johnny trilogy. The Johnnies, yeah. The yeah. Only you can save mankind. And uh, the other one. Johnny and the Dead. <laughs> Johnny yeah, Dead. those are the ones I never... 
Those are the only ones I never read, oh. so I, I don't know what those I are. read them. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed them when too. I was a kid. I was like, I'm not going to read kids' books. I'm going to read Discworld adult books. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I'm old. Yeah, you are 12. Yeah. <laughs> Old soul. I'm an adult. No, but I can relate to that. Like when you're at that age, the last thing you want to do is read children's books. Yeah, I'm gonna read horrible books about bad sex that I found on the shelf in the library, and I'm not gonna understand it, but I will think about it for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've mentioned this before. My dad was just like, "Here's all my Kurt Vonnegut books. Read them. They're really good." And I was like, twelve. Yeah, you said (laughs) permanently just permanently scarred, but in a sort of good way. Yeah, then you opened it up and there was a drawing of a butthole. Yeah. I love yeah. Kurt Vonnegut. And you're like... Pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I was going to say that the castle in this as well is it's a very Gormenghast-style castle. Well, they say, it's they like say in the book that tall. the castle is meant to be like Gormenghast if he didn't have the budget. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty good, actually. So, yeah, it's a good representation pretty of that. Because it doesn't have the budget. Okay, I was going to say I liked it, like a ton of the visual design of this movie. Like, I like... Yeah. I just really like the way this square looks in this. Like, you know, all the clunky animation aside. Uh, and, uh, you know, some of the characters' faces are like... I don't even know how to describe them. I feel like... I feel Funky? like the... The Fool and um, Tom John, like adult Tom John, look a bit like Handsome Squidward, and I don't know what to do with that <laughs> information. It's very funny because I, yeah. I didn't think they looked like each other very much. And then there's that bit where Hull, who in this book, in this film, they pronounce his name Howell. Um, but he sees them side by side and he's like, it can't be. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it can't be what? They don't look like each other. <laughs> well, there was something. There was something there. I, I set, think they were drawn pretty similarly. A slam to the eyes, you know? Yeah. Mm. I, they showed them like in profile and they have like the same profile. Yeah. It's mm. just like... They look different when they're drawn from the front. Yeah, I feel like, and I feel like they um, can get away with uh, characters looking the same, and viewers still not noticing because a ton of these characters look like have like kind of similar faces. Yeah, I do like the style. I miss two D animation. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I know. I know. I've said this before, but I do. Yeah, this we 3D all do. Sh- this three D shit sucks. Take we are all mourning yeah. the loss of. Remember when the last. 2D animated Disney movie before they did like one more, but like for a while, the last 2D animated major Disney movie was like a cow movie. <laughs> like they were like cows on a farm and it was funny. Wait, no, I what? don't remember this. Exactly, no one saw that movie. Uh, I'm gonna look at Disney, but even if I look at a list of all Disney animated movies, they're probably gonna deny it. Yeah, uh, because it's like it's really slop- flopped so hard that they had a good excuse to not make two um, D animated movies anymore. Let's see, Lilo and Stitch, good one. Treasure Planet, pretty good. Brother Bear, not great. Uh, what the fuck is Teacher's Pet? Uh, <laughs> I love Teacher's Pet. Is this the cow <laughs> one where the cow Home on the Range? In- yes, Home on the Range was the one I was talking about. Uh, the tagline to Home on the Range is Bust a Moo. <laughs> <laughs> That's bust good. A moo. No, I like that. That looks 3D. Come on, everybody, let's bust a moo. <laughs> oh, the last 2D. Mm. 
until Princess and the Frog. Yeah, exactly. Like they did, they did a comeback with Princess and the Frog, which also was bad for other reasons. I've never mm. seen it. Uh, did they just do like a spate of like farmyard movies around that time because there was another one as well. Yeah, what was the one where it had a ma- the, the the main character was a male cow? Uh, he was like, a he ma- yeah, others, he had others, yeah. which uh, <laughs> yeah. we thought was very funny. What was that? Oh, trans main character. Don't be rude. Ah. <laughs> well, yeah. You oh, that's could, true. Now I'm thinking about it. You could apply some critical queer theory to Ooh. it, but mm-hmm. but I think I think it's mainly they from were just everyone's dumb. favorite inclusive company. What was it called? Like Barnyard. Mm. <laughs> hey, do you want to know what? Well, it wasn't Disney. I think it was a competitor. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> mm. Do you want to know what Home on the Range is about? Yeah, it was called Barnyard. Yeah, it says, was. the film is, because I've seen this movie, but at that <laughs> point in time in my life, I had no, like, I couldn't tell if a movie was good or bad. Yeah, it's a movie. Uh, it's gotta be. Or at least I was lying to myself <laughs> that I still liked it, even though I very clearly didn't enjoy Buster Moo. Uh, that's not the title, <laughs> Home on the Range, too much, because... <laughs> yeah, I immediately forgot about it. But at that time, I still pretended <laughs> I like it. But I don't remember anything about it. So it says, The film is set in the Old West and centers on a mismatched trio of dairy cows. Brash adventurous Maggie, prim proper Mrs. Calloway, and ditzy happy-go-lucky Grace. The three cows must capture an infamous cattle wrestler named, named Alameda Slim for his bounty in order to save the, their idyllic farm from foreclosure. Aiding them names. in their quest is Lucky Jack, a feisty peg-legged rabbit, and a selfish horse named Buck, eagerly working in the service of Rico, a famous mount- bounty hunter who seeks the glory for himself. Mm-hmm. Hey, this, you selfish horse. <laughs> this sounds good. Let's watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Home yeah. on the Range. It stars Roseanne Barr as oh, Maggie. Cool. Oh, so, that's great. Judy Dench as Miss racist. Calloway. Oh. Cuba Gooding Jr. as Buck the Horse. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid <laughs> as the antagonist. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Steve Buscemi is in it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Patrick Warburton is in it, but only in a minor role. Oh, I love Patrick yeah. Warburton. We gotta watch it now. Why we will all be pointing feeling? when we hear Patrick's voice. A bad feeling that I've seen this film and have managed to wipe it from my memory. <laughs> and you, Janos, have dr- stuck your hand through my ear, deep into my subconscious, and are pulling out this god-awful film. It's like, it's the same thing as us talking about, like, what would be the worst episode to go out on if we, if our show got cancelled for some reason. But <laughs> <laughs> Disney really picked the worst movie to uh, end their streak of 2D animated movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they, like, five years later... It's insane, right? So Because this was going to be the last 2D animated movie. And then five years later, they released Princess and the Frog, which was supposed to be like, oh, Disney's doing another 2D animated movie. Like, five years break is not much. Like, there's filmmakers who take longer between two movies. Five years is as much as Sufjan Stevens takes between two studio albums. Who? Mm-hmm. It's like, God. And then, like, 11 years have passed since Princess and the Frog, and Disney hasn't made a, a theatrically released 2D animated movie. 
Mm. But have they made a good movie since? Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, because every movie belongs to Disney, so they're bound to be. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> like, Inside Out was good. God, despite you th- it. You'd, think, you'd think if they own everything, they could, like, make one every two years <laughs> right? or something, you know? I never saw Inside Out. I can't remember what was the last oh, it's Disney good. movie I ever saw. Yeah, I it made me cry, I but I was drunk. Yeah, I, I've seen it, like at least twice and it definitely made me cry at least both times king kong made me cry coco that might have been the last one and that also really makes me cry but then you learn about like disney exploiting people just to have make the story and i was like oh yeah yeah i don't even know if that is disney right it's like disney pixar yeah hmm. disney was gonna make mort we talked yeah. about this yeah but it's the I mean, obviously, the, like, pictures they were doing were cool, but it probably would have just ended up being exactly the same. Yeah, Frozen yeah. face. Like, I mean, all the, all the, what do you call it, pictures for, like, Frozen are really cool as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And, and then it's the same. Now they all have the, the same woman face. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was... Yeah. They all do the DreamWorks eyebrows thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the, the, the people who were gonna direct it did go on to make Moana instead. Uh, and they also made, uh, let me see what else they made earlier. Uh, okay, well, Princess and the Frog, not great. Treasure Planet, pretty good. Aladdin, very problematic. Uh, Hercules, okay. The Little Mermaid and the Great Mouth Detective. See, here's the thing. Like, if you look at a director who has made a ton of... Uh, theatrical disney movies it's gonna be such a wide range of good movies to bullshit garbage movies and you have no idea how how much input actually the director has because it's fucking disney like there's so many people pulling strings so mm-hmm. what i'm saying is the mort movie could have done good it could have done could have, could have been good it could have been bad we just oh i we'll remember this movie mm-hmm. george I remember this movie that you just sent the poster of. Oh, Barnyard. Barnyard. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I never saw the movie, but I do remember Cow with Udders. Bull yeah, I haven't. I remember. I remember the commercial. I never saw it. Bull I haven't seen it either. Remember. I just remember this visual. I think people I just... talked about it on Tumblr a lot. <laughs> I've certainly seen a <laughs> lot of pictures of that cow. Oh, our Tumblr fur is into this. <laughs> oh no, I. I don't know if they're yeah, into no. it. I think it was like a joke. Yeah. It was like an ongoing <laughs> joke. Yeah. Notice his udders. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> hmm. I've re- I really just saw the poster of this, and uh, it hides and the I... udders in the poster like a like a coward behind the motorbike. Uh huh. But but don't you know? <laughs> cows can't ride. Motor- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cow can't ride motorcycle. What? Ding. <laughs> what? Ding ding ding. <laughs> Dutch angle, ding. <laughs> ding. <laughs> what do you think cinema scenes would say about weird sisters? Uh, um. Pointy hats, cliche, ding. <laughs> That's true. There's so many cliches, uh, and they uh, wouldn't realize that it's bit where on purpose. They say, I feel kind of horny for Nanny Og. Uh, that makes me uncomfortable, ding. Yeah, the She's witches old, are hanging out, fuck? and they say, scene does not contain a lap dance, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. There's so much sexual energy. Like Nanny Og, obviously, you know that's her character. But the, the Duchess is like she's dumb. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't get I don't her, how her trousers work. They're like they seem to be like sticking up above she's like, wearing her, like her... They made some fashion choices with her, yeah. I think she's wearing like a it's sort good. of riding boot kind of thing under the leg. I've seen some it's like um she's... really old Regency outfits. Yeah, she's wearing like fox mm. hunting uniform. Yeah, yeah. It's in the hunting yeah, pants. Like. Okay. So I, I thought like both the Duke and the Duchess were like really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he yeah. had kind of a uh, Frollo energy. Yeah. Yeah, he looked like a Dark Souls NPC. But like... Who's, yeah. <laughs> who's, who's Frollo? He's a he's a Hunchback of Notre Dame villain. Yeah. Also popular yeah. on Tumblr uh. for the blog Frollo Suggestions. Um, mm. where people, which is also which is very, very funny. Good. Yeah, but this was like a more... I don't know, like character wise he was like or delivery wise he was like very different from Frollo I think because uh, I mostly thought of it in the scene where he's sort of talking about um, the sins and uh, delights of Granny Weatherwax yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like Frollo <laughs> has an intimidating energy to him and this guy didn't yeah this guy's weak source no he was he was very manic and they did a good sort of yeah portrayal of his sort of increasing mania throughout the the film i thought mm. um and i did i do think the duchess looked like a red alert villain um <laughs> she looks like evil russian lady um, yeah but also very good i thought she looked like um when she had her hair down she looked like um the countess from gormangast so this is just my my theory that it's all based on the gormangast tv show that came out at a similar time so what is gormangast ah um, so a series of books. It's a book with some books. Um, it's it's called like a, a fantasy of manners, and it's it's very famous here, but I think less famous in other places. But it's like a very weird mm. sort of fantasy medieval castle, which is like filled with people who are obsessed with ritual. See, it's so not famous about Britain, outside of uh, England. That like I looked up Gormenghast on wikipedia and there's no german version of of that so <laughs> well if you know if you know Merrin peak in a song of ice and fire he's named after Merrin peak who's the, the, author, the author of film and yeah. mm. he has a yeah german because wikipedia article, george so. loves it um it's just very it's very sinister and odd you, and it's like it's confusing to read yeah the castle is like the the most gothic um, castle yeah. possible. Mm-hmm. It's very dreamlike, so it's like it's it's always going to be big as big as the author wants it to be. Mm. If that makes sense, it's yeah. like kind of unimaginably large and intricate and full of hidden hidden parts and remote tu- turrets and passageways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really, really strange books, especially. Yeah, I really like. They're them. unfinished. Uh, tri- I don't know if it's supposed to be a trilogy, but there's three of them. Um, the final, the final yeah, one. There's going to be more. The final one is sort of unfinished, or or was um, posthumously finished, and it's yeah. bizarre. It, it just goes very, very weird. There's like some sort of like sci-fi kind of futuristic stuff going on. I seem to remember. Unfinished trilogy. This must be where Patrick Rothfuss got his ideas from. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing a new show, and I think Neil Gaiman is involved. Of course he is. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> Hold on, let me double check. Because there was one in 2000 that they did. Um, but Oh, and Christopher Lee's in it again, obviously. Um, Love him. Not the upcoming one, I assume. No. Well, if, if he is, then that's... They've perfected the... Sh- impressive, yeah. isn't it? 
Yeah, in 2018, it was announced that Neil Gaiman and Akiva Goldsman would adapt the series into a oh, television no. series for Fremantle Media. <laughs> you see, he just comes and ruins everything. But um, the, obviously, the, the part you're overlooking is that the other person is Akiva Goldsman. What's he done? I don't know who that oh, is. Oh, he's like a legendarily bad screenwriter. Uh, let me pull up some of the stuff he, he's done. Um Well, that's great. That's good to know. <laughs> he wrote Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. He wrote A Beautiful oh, no. Mind. No, he wrote actually, those are great I, Robot. Films. He wrote the, the Da Vinci Code movies. Uh, like da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons. See? So what you're he saying... Wrote... <laughs> so what you're saying to me, Anosh, is he's the best screenwriter they could possibly get. He wrote Transformers The Last Night. <laughs> He wrote. Yes. <laughs> you see, while these are great movies, um, he's not the kind of writer I would want for this. He wrote and directed Winter's Tale, which is a movie no one saw, but I, I've been told it's very funny how bad it is. Um, is that like the Shakespeare play? No, it's like... Okay, I'm going to pull up the Wikipedia on that because apparently that's what we're doing. It's called Winter's Tale, re-released in the United Kingdom and Ireland as a New York Winter's Tale. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay. No, it's based on a book called Winter's Tale by Mark Halperin. Um, and it's with Colin Farrell, uh, Jennifer Connelly, Russell Crowe, and Will Smith. Yes. Sounds mm -hmm. good. It has a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's bad. Uh, God, I would, I would actually love to watch this because I heard it's very funny. Charlotte, um, Charlotte's just mm. going to watch it for Russell Crowe. This was like yeah, Akiva Goldman's directed <laughs> debut. He also Listen. wrote, you know what else he wrote? Lucy, you're going to love this. The Divergent series Insurgent. He oh, wrote the second one. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Yep. so funny. Oh. He didn't write the first one. Isn't that the one was so bad that they yeah. stopped doing any other films? Yeah, and the best yep. part about it was they split, because all of the other young adult series were doing it, they split the last book into two movies and it was so unpopular that they never made the second half of the last movie. <laughs> <laughs> Those are bad films. That's they're so very good. funny, but they're not. He also, wrote the, he also wrote the Dark Tower adaptation. Yes. That's the one I'm going to close on. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, I was gonna say because, like, obviously Neil Gaiman take takes a lot of cues from Gorman Guest um, as a property, mm. so I guess he sort of makes sense as a writer on this. But yeah, I would I would want someone who's a lot more, I don't know, good and used to doing like sort of fantastical, a bit more surreal yeah. stuff. No, I feel like Neil Gaiman paired with someone else could work, but yeah. uh, but Neil Gaiman and Akira Goldsman, the guy who famously did his really like j just just the fact that he wrote the Dark Tower movie is like, yeah. you know. And I really, I really like Dark Tower because I'm dumb on the inside, but like, um, it's sad. My point was that the Duchess is very similar to like the Countess in that, in like a, a sort of aesthetic sort of way. She's sort of similar. Yeah. Oh, he also wrote Star Trek Dis for Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard. I haven't seen either of those. My dad tried to get me to mm. watch them. My dad liked Picard. Yeah, he said. <laughs> yeah, it's like Picard is like like everyone universally dislike Discovery, and Picard is like people are split on. Uh, I of of course have not seen any Star Trek because. What is Do I look like someone who watches Star Trek? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you? Star Trek's very culturally interesting. Um, 
in my line of study, obviously, Star Trek is the um, genesis of most bizarre fan yeah. online sort of drama. So in that regards, uh, very important. But I never really have watched much of the original series, and I did not like the new movie. Mm-hmm. I watched the movie where they uh, saved the whales. That was really fun for me. I liked that movie. Yeah. I don't know which one that was. I think I've seen Wrath of Khan, actually. Yeah, I have. I think I actually watched like the first episode of The Next Generation and it wasn't great. And to be fair, all TNG fans say that it only gets good after like season three. That's uh, too much that's too of a show to say it only gets good after three seasons. Fuck yeah, off. And, and the same about DS9. Like they also say that Deep, Sta- Deep Space Nine also needs needs a few seasons to get good. Which, to be mm. fair, like a ton of TV shows from around that time were like that. That the first season was just garbage. But also the first season also always had like 20 something episodes because it was that time. So even if mm. there's like hundreds of TNG episodes, out of which maybe, like, I don't know, if there's like 120 episodes and, you know, 80 of them are great, that's, you know, that's a ton of great content. But also, first you have to slog through 40 bad episodes. So. Yeah, and if you're watching Supernatural, you have to get through 15 series of bad episodes, so, like, it's, uh-huh. <laughs> it's not worth it. Does, does Supernatural, like, good in the first few seasons, or does it start bad? Yeah. yeah. It's alright. It's, like, it's very of a type. It's very, like, Monster of yeah. the Week um, sort of fun no, like entertainment, that. which I think was pretty good of that sort of thing, and then it gets... Obviously, more it like gets bogged down in power yeah. creep. Yeah, it gets serious power mm. creep. Um, in the end, they have to. I think the last series is about them killing God. Yeah. They already well, did that, didn't they? I think I they think did. Like again. <laughs> Look, there's still uh, like no. a half season to go because. No, there's two episodes to go. There's two oh, only two. Okay, that I haven't aired. I think. Maybe. Um, it finishes in October, which is very sad. I'll have a party uh, for everyone. I'm yeah. Sure. Apparently, apparently, Misha Collins isn't even in the last episodes, which I think is Oh, really that's funny. good. God. It's just... Because I remember when Supernatural was big, and then it kind of disappeared off my radar, and I learned, like, two years ago that it's still on. Yeah. It surprises me every time. It's, like, a new fun surprise. Mm. Well, not much longer. October is next month already. What the fuck is happening? I'm just refusing to think about it. There is no time anymore. You blink and it's the next year. Weird sisters. (laughs) Weird sisters. Pretty weird. weird Um, He he actually does say the line weird sisters in it, which is good. I like that. Oh, I just crawl, just going through the, you know, I, I have the YouTube link open and I'm like on the search bar where I just see images and i'm reminded of how great the like demon summoning scene was why'd they make the demon yeah gay? <laughs> yeah yeah it was very kenneth williams demon. that was a choice yeah it was i don't know what kenneth williams Who is was it, actually you know carry on movies oh yeah. matron yeah oh that guy yeah. i haven't seen a, a carry on movie i just know that they exist Oh, don't. Yeah, that's all you need. Don't, to. Watch, don't watch them. <laughs> if you see one, you see all of them. Yeah, that's what everyone um, says. Like, I just remember that they were on Hungarian television a lot, hmm. but like at bad times, even like when when there was when the you know big movie was when Spider Man Two 
was shown, then it was like, and after that, it's carry on Columbus or whatever. Like, it was the mm-hmm. movies they showed when clearly the TV budget of acquiring rights to movies has gone out, but they still need to put on, put on something else. So they put on a mm-hmm. carry on movie. It's tr- truly like the Adam Sandler comedy of the <laughs> 70s and no. 80s. Oh, the, no, they were 60s, I think, because it's, it, it's all that like 60s, yeah, the right. sexual revolution had just happened. They were like, wow, we can show Barbara Windsor, like almost show her Barbara boobs. Barbara Windsor's tits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just all the it was time. Just quite, the yeah. comedies mostly revolve around like some of the main characters like lecching over large numbers of much younger women. And they're like, whoa, yeah, look funny. at these birds. Lovely, whoa. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't mind a bit of that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Sounds great. It's great, it's great, great. Cinema. It's very bad. My my parents once like forced me and my brother to watch them, and then like laughed at us while we were horrified at how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Look what we used to have to watch." <laughs> I just, it's so I love that. yeah, sixties and seventies. They they were just awful they would occasionally come on tv and we would just be watching them and i'd be like i feel nothing about this i don't even i don't know i barely register what's happening on screen they feel fake to me like every time someone talks about them it's hard for me to believe that those are actually movies that exist that you know they are like an arrested development parody movie (laughs) yeah exactly all right matron (laughs) oh matron put them away all right, doctor, I'm here to examine the patient. How did we like... Uh, how did we like those scenes in this movie where where Quell, like, literally sees Charlie Chaplin and Lauren and Hardy and Marx Brothers clips? That's pretty good. Um, but, you know, you can explain the joke and it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's... I, I guess it's the thing with uh, with visual media and those are like the kind of gags that he likes to put in but are actually funnier if mm-hmm. you don't actually saw the clip. You just get a vague description of what Charlie Chaplin is or what Lord and Hardy is. And even that is debatable how funny that is. <laughs> like his pop cultural references. But I think it's good. But in this one, uh, yeah. well, just like literally watches uh, Lord and Hardy and then says... Nah, that's not good enough for this. That's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's sort of barely a joke in that point. It's just like, my brother walked in and was like, why, what is happening? And I was like, well, you see, he, he gets, he gets images, um, called inspirations. Oh, never Uh mind. It's fine. I do kind of wonder how Um, understandable any of this is to someone who hasn't read the book. I think especially, Mm. uh, uh, who all seeing seeing those images? People will be like, "Why is this just guy guy just like thinking yeah. about Laura Hardy?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. It makes like no sense, really. I don't know why they didn't just cut it. I guess they just wanted it. No, I think they thought it's gonna be funny because they did cut stuff. Like they'd have to. I can't tell you what they cut, but the audio book of this is like eight hours yeah. long and or ten hours, cut. and this was two hours, Five so hours. they had to cut something. Well, it's just it's descriptive writing, you know. Whereas this is just visuals. Mm. Yeah, this um, is the other sure. thing. Like, there's because on the I I was reminded a bit while watching this of the Good Omens TV show, where it's like we're just like narration constantly. Yeah. And the the Good Omens narrator voice like tries to emulate that Terry Pratchett narrator style, but it's just weird to have that on TV. 
you know? And in this one, they just cut mm-hmm. narration completely. Mm. Uh, but then again, I was wondering how much of how much of this is like still understandable because I think like almost all the dialogue was actually book dialogue. Yeah, well, it was. I, I... there's a couple lines that they changed, um, like um, what the narrator says in the book into the character's dialogue. Yeah, but it's mostly entirely from the book. Like you could read along conceivably, I think. Probably. They did keep in. They did keep in the line where they're on the um, cart and he does the waiting for Godot joke, so... And that one's sort of made sense, I guess. Um, Which was the waiting for Godot joke? Um, it's just where they're on the... They're, when they're going into Lanker and he's reading out the script pages and it's just being like, where is... I can't remember what they... It's like, where is the witch? We've been waiting her f- oh, for her for yeah. ages. Yeah, she's coming. I've got I've got all this stuff, and I've had to eat it, and I she's not here. I she said she'd be here, but she's not here. Um, I saved mine last night. All the classic. Yeah, there's really not much in this movie. Like there's specific parts that I liked. Uh, there's really not much in this movie where I can say, "Oh, I hated this." Like this was fine, most of it. Uh, it was also just like you know what we were saying that it's so literal that. Um, like, I don't think it's, like, that watchable or, you know, you you wouldn't just sit down to enjoy a nice movie and then watch this. No, uh, but there's I'm no, like, curious. specific things. Like, they, they weren't, like, like, not, like, with the color of magic where I had, like, specific things where I was, like, this annoyed me, this annoyed me. This was good, but this wasn't. For this one, it's just, like, specific okay. good touches, but I can't really think of any particularly bad ones. Like, I think it... Most of it is just fine. <laughs> it's really yeah. kind of hard to talk about it too much. I think it's just so true to the original books. It's hard to like pick it apart as an adaptation. Yeah. It doesn't do much adapting. I mean, it is yeah. kind of interesting to see what it's like when, like, compared to Color of Magic, what it and compared to our idea of what the watch TV show is gonna be. Because mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. now we see like one one of the ends that is. Uh, being an extremely faithful adaptation. And what I suspect the watch is going to be is like the opposite end where it's like not recognizable that it's even Terry Pratchett. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. what I was going to say is I think a lot of what makes Terry Pratchett Terry Pratchett and makes it good is funny, funny dialogue, yeah. occasional funny descriptions. And so when people are adapting it, they want to keep what makes it it so they have to have a lot of the same lines or a lot of narration or whatever yeah Um, but i'm starting to think that while while jokes did land in this one mm -hmm. i'm i'm starting to think that terry pratchett's humor is like specifically book humor like it's just yeah i just don't think it works well in adaption i think i think like because they did a bunch of radio versions Uh like dramatizations on the bbc and those are good i think they are good yeah because i think it works in that format but i don't think it works very well as like a Mm. film or as tv the narrative voice describing the world and what is happening is so important to it it's like the 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 main part of the humor Mm -hmm. and a lot of the philosophy comes from that 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 being said i thought it worked really well when we did it as plays i thought it (laughs) I mean, it might be the specific... I think it might, it might be the specific ones we did. That's not um, what the review because... said. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> I think when we did Monstrous, I think that worked really well. Um, but then that is very... 
action heavy and it's not quite funny in the same mm. way. So it, no. it, it did work. And maybe because plays are just like dialogue and it is more the audience laughing as well because they're there with yeah. you. It sort of works better than just like them being recited flatly to no reaction because it's so do just, you think it's almost non-naturalistic dialogue. Do you think this would have a laugh track? Um, I think it might even work better with a laugh track, to be honest. I mean, I mean, yeah, like, I feel I like think, it, it could know, work in a sitcom format, you know, if you do a TV show. Yeah, yeah, I th think that is it, is that it's almost often sort of non-naturalistic, and when it's presented as this is the way people are yeah. just talking to each other on screen, it just comes off as kind of... Yeah, a lot of, a lot of this did come, come off odd. Like, there were, once again, there were times where it worked, I think... Like, I think it, one of the things that I thought, like, worked r remarkably well is uh, the, when they said, like, Goody Wampa, uh, may she rest in peace, like that. May she rest in peace. Uh, yeah, mm. I thought that, that was good. That was, yeah. like, su worked surprisingly well spoken out because I thought it was just, just a book thing. Uh, but, like, a ton of others was, like, kind of wooden, even though good voice actors were in this. Yeah, he, he's not aiming for naturalistic mm. dialogue, so yeah. it, it, but he does sometimes put in things where the, the sort of, like the good, well, may she rest in peace thing, that is something you could imagine, like, as people of a certain age saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, about, yeah. Like, like, every time after talking about their dead friend. Uh, so that, I don't know, he he just he just wants to make jokes and will make them where he can. <laughs> yes. He wants to and make jokes. He does, he doesn't he doesn't worry about like about whether it like isn't narrative like isn't cohesive as a whole of like uh -huh. having a having a realistic voice uh, for everyone or whether he wants to stick in like yeah. weird bizarre jokes that only make sense in context of the narrative like the uh, the narration so i don't know that doesn't work well in in cinema or visual yeah. media though yeah i think it's just not necessarily a great idea to even adapt them i don't know it sounds weird to say if you're a fan of a book property and say like maybe they shouldn't adapt them but like maybe they shouldn't i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't think it's yeah. a weird thing to say because i i suppose it means what depends what you mean by fan is it like the more content everything yeah must, yeah, yeah. We, need, we we need we need terry pratchett milk, um milk, please uh, what are those called Funk, yeah, Terry yeah. Pratchett Funko Pops. Oh, we'll get them. There will oh, be God. ones after the watch. You know, if, if, that's, if that's the sacrifice I need, like, if, if if it needs more Terry Pratchett adaptations that are going to become more mainstream and maybe are not going to be bad adaptations, uh, or maybe I'm not going to be good adaptations, but we still get good Funko Pops, then that's the sacrifice I'm willing to take. <laughs> careful, careful now, Janosch. <laughs> then it's worth it. <laughs> I um I do think it's interesting the way people do want like endless content from stuff because sometimes like shows have ended and I've seen yeah. people really upset about it and say why can't we have more and I'm just like because it would suck like sometimes things mm. end do you know what I mean like I mean I'm literally like we talked about Supernatural and I'm literally hearing this from yeah. friends who are for unexplainable reasons uh, still into Supernatural You've and been they're called like, out, oh dogs. no, it's so sad that Supernatural is now ending. I'm gonna have to say goodbye to my friends Misha and Jensen and D Dean from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> oh, fuck Jared Padalecki, though. And it's like, friends. maybe they want to do other things, you know? <laughs> and maybe it's your weird. show that was on air for 20 years is now, you mm. know, maybe your teen drama show is now actors in their 40s. <laughs> People talk about the 
the movie Boyhood being an ambitious project that they film over the course of this one boy's life. And I think actually Supernatural is much more impressive. Yeah, each faith Mr. Linklater. <laughs> you can, look, mm-hmm. you can see Misha Collins Checkmate. becoming more and more tired as it goes on. <laughs> Just like in real life. <laughs> you can see the glow in Jensen Echo's eyes die out over the years. <laughs> you can watch Jared Padalecki become more of a sort of weird right-wing racist <laughs> as time goes on. What's his deal? I don't know. He's just really weird. It's just also funny how like, none of the Supernatural fans are, I know, like, they're all, like, into Misha and Jensen and Destiel or yeah. whatever. But, like, nobody is, like, big uh, fucking Sam. Is that well, his name Sam in Supernatural? Up, yeah. yeah. Nobody is, like, big yeah, Sam Winchester fans. About Sam. The only the only thing people care about is the characters who aren't gay but might be uh-huh. gay, and and it just keeps them all hanging on, even though the writers hate them and want them to be unhappy <laughs> and are explicitly homophobic. Mm-hmm. But you know that's just how it happens. I don't know. I think there is a thing where people get really really attached to media properties and don't want to let them that's go. Fandom. The thing is, it? you can just reread them. Yeah. 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 They don't go away. Once it's been made, it, it doesn't die. You can watch other shows. Mm. Mm. You can... and Yeah, there's always more things. Like, appreciate something for what it is, and it's for its good points, not as some sort of inherent good thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You, know, mm. you, don't, you don't want anything. You know, I like, I like onions, but I, I don't want to eat raw <laughs> onions. I like onions in, in food. <laughs> well, I do sometimes eat raw onions. Well, it's like... <laughs> That's a great example, George. It's just exactly the same, yeah. isn't it? Metaphors yeah. are always yeah. good. Damn, this political yeah. situation's a bit like uh, onions. I, I did learn that from Shrek, you know. Oh, the Shrek. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Shrek. Um, <laughs> Media is like onions. They have layers. Okay, go on, Chaz. It's fun. Um, I, I think often things are really good and things that are big and successful are sort of lightning in a bottle moments where they are good because of certain forces that come into play all at the same time and the context helps and there are certain writers who are involved and the actors happen to be really good or maybe someone writes a book and it's really good at the time and then when you try and with tv series especially when they try and bring them back after ages they tend to be really bad because mm-hmm. you're just trying to like live up to something rather than make something, you're trying to live up to something that people remember. Well, that's the thing about lightning and in a that... bottle, is that eventually you have to let the lightning go, because otherwise it's going to burn your hand and the bottle is going to explode yeah. everywhere. That's just... And it only works if you hate your fans and don't give a shit what they want, like David Lynch when he yeah. did Peace the Return. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, I was going to say, that's the one big exception for that. But maybe, yeah, maybe it is because it was done by someone who is not just going to do fan service but is actually spoilers for season three of twin peaks is not gonna have regular dale cooper show up for like 16 out of 18 episodes yeah exactly like arrested development when they tried to bring that back i mean there was other problems but um you know you can't recapture that uh fucking gilmore girls year in the life or what was that called yeah community yeah i mean community never it didn't really come back it never left it just sort of was limped on yeah but it's just one of those things that went on a bit longer than it needed to i think it's just common yeah 
Red Dwarf. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's so niche that I'm, I'm not even sure it counts. <laughs> no, it's mostly like middle-aged British people are into that, I think. Yeah. Speaking of community, have you all... Like, a thing I constantly have to remind myself is that Rick and Morty had a new season this year that came out. Yeah. It did. did. It? How was it? It was... Um, people it people said it's, like, fine. Like, that's the... Nobody actually cared about it. Like, It's amazing how Rick and Morty imploded over it under its own hype like yeah. a sort of neutron star yeah i think know? about that a lot because like i got into rick and morty in the middle of season two so i was like and then there was a while where i was like telling everyone to watch rick and morty it's the best show <laughs> I think on it's tv pretty good. and then season three came out <laughs> ah yeah, I haven't watched Dude. enough of it. I mean, it's, was the newest season the one where they did this very long... It wasn't very long. The episodes are the same length. But um, episode about heist movies. And it was about how heists are dumb. And mm. I was like, that's not true. I love heist movies. I, they yeah. have to be convoluted. It's a heist. <laughs> that's the point. Mm-hmm. And we love twists. That's, you know... What a twist. Mm-hmm. I won't hear a bad word about the Oceans movies. Oh, they're Dude. great. He turns himself into a pickle. What <laughs> <laughs> the shit I've ever seen. Gotta see it, dude. <laughs> I like that. I don't know if you've watched um, Middle Age and Schwartz, but there was like one episode where one of them, like it's improvised specials, whatever, and one of them referenced uh, the Ocean's 12 laser dance scene, and the other one mm-hmm. said, Oh, fuck. You're right. This is this is a movie I have never seen, but this clip I have watched a million times. Yeah, it's because it's a great mm-hmm. clip. Yeah, I think it. The laser dance <laughs> is great. It's so weird that the Ocean's movies because the second one just goes in a completely insane direction for the whole thing, and it's incredible. Like the laser. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They make that Eddie Izzard makes for them amazing stuff. They make Julia Roberts's character pretend that she's Julia Roberts. <laughs> yeah, and then she meets real Bruce Willis. I know is a thing you should never be allowed to do in a movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's genius though. That's so yeah, good. It's so it's good. Great. It's just like fuck you, audience. You're gonna like this. <laughs> I was losing my mind when that happened. Because they were like, the entire build up to that was like, they were always like, oh shit, she, she, she kind of looks like, looks like her, nah, but doesn't she remind you of someone, nah, <laughs> that is like fucking Julia Roberts, great. It's perfect though. It is, I don't know, I think sometimes people just need to chill out, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's just, it's just a bit yeah. of fun. Sometimes it's just good stuff. Yeah. It's just like, good stuff. The, like the Great Shark, the great movie about an enormous shark called The Meg that I watched the other day. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> awful, but so good. Have you seen Jaws 4? No, no I didn't know they great. I haven't seen any Jaws. Is this, the fourth one is the one where they ramp up the already ramped up shark's capacity for revenge. Yeah, Jaws 4 is about how mm-hmm. like the shark... Like, one of the sharks is taking revenge on the captain, but, like, the captain isn't there anymore, so it's, like, the original captain, because obviously none of the actors of the original Jaws are in there. But it's, like, how this this shark chases them from, and then they move away to the other side of the country, and America is, like, large, and the shark just follows them there. <laughs> I can um, smell them. And Michael Caine is in it, and he didn't accept <laughs> his... Michael Caine is in it, and he didn't accept his 
Oscar because he was filming Jaws 4 at the time. <laughs> uh, that's better, I think. I think it's better to not get the Oscar. Yeah, it was also for a Woody Allen movie, so... Film. No. Oh. He, well... Well, then yeah. that's good that exactly. he wasn't there. In retrospect, <laughs> I think... I think it was better that he gave us the masterpiece that is Jaws the Revenge. Uh, anyway, the, the reason why I, w- I brought up the question of do we actually want more adaptations because i think like this is this has been a thing i've been thinking about while while watching this and while you know being on the train and just like being alone with my thoughts as you are because we're very down on the watch tv show coming out right mm-hmm. like i think that's fair a fair thing to well, say yeah yes george do you agree no, I think it's going to be good. <laughs> okay, so th- then there was like that thing that Rihanna Pratchett says about how, you know, she was distancing herself from that. And there was also like when the first like cast photos came out, um, mm. her studio also announced that there's going to be more Terry Pratchett adaptations coming. But these these ones are actually handled by uh, by Rihanna Pratchett and, you know... Terry Pratchett's estate or whatever and these are going to be absolutely faithful mm-hmm. and, and people were like more enthusiastic about those because the comparison of that was the the cast photo of the watch but like <laughs> I don't know I'm not feeling very enthusiastic about the idea of more uh, absolutely faithful Terry Pratchett adaptations coming down like I guess we'll have to yeah. hear about them but but, like, we've seen an extremely faithful Terry Pratchett adaptation now. And it was fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's what the world needs right now. I think they should make stuff that... I don't know. I think they should make more, like, the video games where yeah. it's, like... I but it's, know. like, inspired by Terry Pratchett. Sort yeah. of. Yeah. It's, like, the air of it is the same, but it's not just saying... But I feel like lines, they can't you know? do it's it. Like, like I, I don't think... I, I genuinely don't think you could do, like, you know... New Rincewind Adventures or whatever, because there's such a... Because Mm. Terry Pratchett has died, and there's such a reverence towards his work. So it's either going to be, like, you know, gritty The Watch TV show, where it's, like, where, like, people are just hating it, you know, already, as we do. Mm. You can't just do, do it, like, I don't know, like, new Batman movies or new... Whatever, I'm trying to think of media properties where you can just do new movies with the characters. I don't know. James Bond movies. Uh, Ant-Man <laughs> 5. Yeah. Too many ants. <laughs> Ant-Man 5. <laughs> ants in my pants. Like, I just can't imagine there being... Um, a, as much as I actually wouldn't even mind. Like, I personally would love to see just a comedy show where it's like Rincewind having slapstick ad- adventures in Ankh-Morpork Pork or non-racist places <laughs> but i can't yeah. see it happen and i can't see it being something that like i i think it's just these two extremes that i can see happening yeah. like the the gritty the watch tv show which i think is gonna get one season and then we're never gonna see anything like this again like i don't think a similar show is even gonna be attempted or mm. the promised absolutely faithful adaptations that are gonna be like probably fine they're gonna be like probably as good as the color of magic or going postal movies. Yeah, I th- I think like if they adapted them heavily for screen, it would change the character of them so much that they'd be really very different. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like they're so Terry Pratchett books, they're so dense in yeah. information, and you can like 
cinema or television it's quite sort of strapped for the amount of, it's, it's there's a l- narrow bandwidth of information that you can give to people yeah uh, about you've got limited time and, and you can't show people's thoughts like, yeah unless yeah. you have constant narration mm. but then why not just have a book <laughs> exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah i Damn, guess the good omens you... adaptation is also like one of the versions of this that we have seen mm. uh so i don't know does anyone else think that um the medium through which you convey a narrative that changes the narrative. Oh, you mean, are you insinuating that maybe the medium could be, maybe the medium itself could be the message? Oh, shit. <laughs> so, some, somehow, like, some kind of signal. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, shit. I just, I'm, just, I'm just inventing all of media theory in my head through podcasts. Uh-huh, yeah, please write that uh, George, I can't believe you came up with that on your own. <laughs> <laughs> should write a book or some sort of do you think Marshall McLuhan would have gone viral if he had tweeted the medium is the message I don't know who that is (laughs) (laughs) it's fine (laughs) let's end this episode I think Mm. yeah yeah so our conclusion is that you can't adapt Discworld or yeah then maybe it might be very just a hard thing to adapt for a visual medium that is tv or film I think I still think the plays are good (laughs) um (laughs) I know I'm biased, but I, I think yeah, it works. Maybe just play. just the actors were really good, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. Someone someone should debate Charlotte in a public stage uh, for whether the plays were good. Uh huh. Well, people would have to have seen them in order to like judge. You yeah, know, I've never seen one. I would like to do one though. And but yeah. you haven't seen it either because you were in them. Um. Yeah, but <gasps> I was a very minor character, oh, okay. so I I saw them. And Soul Music I wasn't in, I produced that. <laughs> I just found I just found the trailer for Soul Music. It's really bad. Did, um, what for your production of did it? Did you get to sit in one of those directors' chair with a beret on and like stare intently at the at the stage while it was happening? I mean you weren't direct weren't directing it, so No, producers kind yeah, of flit like, in and out with coffee. That's that's how I imagine. I don't know what producers do. I mostly it's like props and We stuff. never had any producers on our theatre productions. <laughs> Well, it was like a Durham thing. So you have the director who would direct it and producer who would like source costumes and props and everything. Mm-hmm. Did you? I think I think for us it's just the director did some of it, and then some of the actors who were like more enthusiastic were also helping with shit like that. But we were just not very professional. So did you sell more shares in your play than there actually were, and then uh, and then your whole scheme came crashing down around your ears. <laughs> <laughs> basically it might as well be um i wasn't a great producer because i was having a mental crisis at the time so i was an insufficient um actually what you're saying is what uh, director's assistant sounds to me <laughs> i mean that's basically yeah. what it was it's just this, this is just what they called it um in the theater company Maybe it's yeah, just i can't the, imagine the, the, for the it, I don't know. students be happy with being called an assistant <laughs> to anybody <laughs> No, I mean, there was two of us. Um, no, I was going to say, because I mentioned how theater sucks, and like one of the reasons why I think it sucks is that people who are director's assistants are like the ones who do the most work on a mm. play, and they yeah. don't get compensated very well, if at all. Like, there's some theaters who use unpaid interns for that, which is insane. Is that, yeah, is- I mean... It was very insane because the way it worked there is there was a bunch of theatre companies and there was about 70 shows put on every year. 
because there was we had a theater and it would be there'd be one every week there would be a show being put on at the theater and then there was like four or five smaller theaters where people would put on smaller plays and so this guy was actually in five shows that term um one each week and it was it was That's i don't know one show my hair would have fallen out week. <laughs> Yeah, that's too much. People theater. used to do it a lot. It's because it was the people who were into it. Because there was so much at Durham, they'd just be like constantly in things. They'd be in like seven things. People haters um, will say that we are doing too many podcasts, but <laughs> that's kind of what this feels like. Actually, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing just the right number <laughs> compared to this. Like, com- being in so many places sounds even worse. So, and I love being yeah. in on many podcasts. I mean, Don't quote me on this. A lot of them then left. They graduated, but like just passed, and then they would go and do theatre instead. So it was sort of just like a stepping stone to doing more theatre rather than actually having a degree for a degree's sake. <laughs> All right. Anything else to say about Weird Sisters, the animated show? Granny Weatherwork's kind of hot. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. Um, I want a 10 hour version, as, as uh, Janosch said, of the Gold song. Yeah. Yeah, I love the gold song. I love the short snippet of Nanny Ox singing A Wizard's Staff has a knob on its end. Mm -hmm. I did want to briefly just say one of the YouTube comments because I thought it was funny. Yeah, go on. (laughs) Um, I'm obsessed with this very intense animation of a greater tween at the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, that's CGI stuff. It's very weird that it's in there. Like, if you're going to do 2D animation for the rest of the movie, why wouldn't you just do that? for Atuan as well I mean I guess they didn't have mm-hmm. the budget to animate that really well or, or like actually fluidly but you don't have to do like a fluid camera uh, motion on that like just I don't know no and they yeah just like the the worst transitions it's like my Funko Pop memoriam <laughs> video where it's got like the, the um, it's called like the morph effect and it just does it for every single transition for some reason um okay here's some comments the flamboyant demon cracks me up when he suddenly changes voice i just fall off my chair xd i i have to admit i watched that part let's see i think i was sitting on the train while while watching that part so i didn't fall off my chair because Mm -hmm. that i don't want to embarrass myself like that in public uh-huh. But you know, I did think that scene was great. <laughs> that would be a, that would be foolish. People <laughs> would laugh at you, I think. Um, as a gamer, would say it's not about the graphics; it's about the story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gamers yeah, don't man. say that. Quite unusual for gamers. Yeah. yeah, that is very brave of you as a gamer to admit. Yeah, normally they just call <laughs> each other like slurs because someone said that they use a certain graphics card. Yeah, and someone else was like, uh-huh. that goes. One frame under some number of frames at at this amount of I don't know anything about computers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> please cut this. Um, are you witches? Ten out of ten for observation. British sarcasm is amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, no this comment got it spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Only the um, people keep going on about making strong, interesting female characters through artificially coloured hair and using the slang of the youth. <laughs> Fake hair or no, you make clever women with power that talk like an actual person of the realm and it's always worth its salt. Fuck. I colour my hair and I don't talk like a person of the realm. Am I not a strong female character? <laughs> person of the realm? No. You know that peak feminism, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can't achieve feminism without also hashing out at another type or like one type of women. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to drag one down. It's like a set yeah. of scales. 
there can only be one type of good female character. Mm -hmm. I think... I think it might be a perpetual motion machine, like the constant reinventing of ways to be bigoted in a in a, <laughs> in a sort of progressive way. No, George, mm-hmm. the constant reinvention yeah. of ways to be a true feminist or feminist <laughs> ally. Mm-hmm. Like, what if what if women with large boobs are bad? Actually, it's like, hmm? yeah. <laughs> or, well, that's you know, yeah, it's their fault. What they say about inf- information is really the only true perpetual motion machine. So, you, I think you could be right here mm. until everyone dies. Yeah. Um, here's one. Um, man, this was great. After 30 minutes of watching, I poured so I could walk a mile to buy popcorn and soda. <laughs> Hell oh, yeah. That's cute. <laughs> uh, Madam, would you kindly remove your hat? No. Granny reminds me of one of the Golden Girls. <laughs> okay. Guys. I have never seen the Golden Girls, so I can't comment on that. We have a cue drop here. The user Q three years ago mm. posted the sass of the witch with the grey hair and the goggles. She's great. <laughs> Clowns in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I have uh, one one final comment um, to mention. Here we go. No king who must say I am the king is ever a true king. Tywin Lannister. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> For everybody's favorite <laughs> correct character, Tywin. Yeah, the, the, the good guy <laughs> of the story, right. Tywin. Uh, uh, I have to yeah. say, I love the energy of the YouTube comments, though. Yeah, I like. I love how much they're, they're good, yeah. like overall super positive about this uh, movie. That we were all like, "Yeah, it's fine." About mm, uh, also, I love the energy compared to the Letterbox reviewed. Uh, reviews because i tapped over to those and most of them are like between two to four stars uh and they're saying very rude things like more like weird animation and vocal performances watch going (laughs) postal instead the vocal performances were great also fuck off about bad animation it was of the time and also clearly very cheap to produce like it doesn't matter I think don't watch going postal. I think with what they what they had in terms of resources, they did a pretty like pretty good job with the animation. Yeah. Some parts of it even made me laugh. The zooming in on the troll's face, have yeah. I mentioned? Yeah. Very good. Yes. There's some it's stuff in, like I, I the animation didn't bother me at all. Like it's silly and it's a bit clunky sometimes, no. but that didn't that didn't change my enjoyment of the movie. I liked the animation. I thought it yeah. was fun. Uh I will also new enemy of of the show. Mm. New enemy alert. I will come after this person who wrote a <laughs> review. I'm just going to say they only use the name Alex, so, you know, this can be anyone. Uh, they also have no profile pics, so, you know, don't worry. We're not doxing you. I'm just going to write a big call-out post on you for writing this review in <laughs> July 2017. <laughs> because Alex says, spectacularly bad. It doesn't help. It's probably the worst of the Pratchett Discworld books. Uh, what? Uh, Alex, are you not, okay? Do you want to talk? True. We found a sorcery fan. <laughs> uh, okay, um, yeah, exactly. I miss, I miss cl- the classic character of Nigel. If, if he was in this, <laughs> I would have given it a style more. <laughs> Send where Nigel. Not enough Nigel. Not uh, enough fantasy racism. I want to hear about Cohen's teenage uh-huh. pride. More. Mm. Um, Worst of the not enough weird age stuff in this. Well, I think we should end yeah. this now. Yeah. We talked about it some. Thank you for listening to Who Watches the Watch. 
Uh, next week we start Pyramids. Mm-hmm. Pyramids. That's a book I haven't uh, read. Pyramids. I actually really liked pyramids so i don't know if i'm gonna come back to this and say hmm this was more racist than i remembered but i read it this year so i i don't know we'll hey, see all the ancient egyptians yeah. are dead yeah <laughs> it's it's it no you can do anything with their mummies and you know make them speak or whatever it's fine it's not racist. <laughs> just shoving shoving my hand inside a mummy and putting it on my knee and going got the gear <laughs> As someone who works in a museum, you would say that. Yeah, you um, should see me in the human bone store. It's 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 terrible. I'm pretty sure Pyramids uh-huh. has chapters, so we can assess. Oh, interesting. How many we're gonna do, or it has parts, so we can. Yeah, are we doing thirds or are we probably on thirds. Parts? It's longer than it's longer than we sisters. So yeah. Well, we'll do the first third mm. then. Um, if you want more of whatever this is, more of this, um, please. Then. I want more. Then you can. Hey, Chess, I want more of this. <laughs> Please tell me how I get. Do you want more of this? Wow. Um, well, it's your lucky day, actually. Um, congratulations. Because <laughs> if you give one currency plus VAT, what? you That's can... That's so cheap! Uh, to, <laughs> to our Patreon, you can get one bonus episode per week where we do research stuff or just chat, and it's a lot of fun, and people love it. I pay so much more for my Netflix, and I barely watch it. This is a great deal. (laughs) For the low, low price of a third of a cup of coffee. Yeah. Do you know what's also great? If you happen to give five currency plus VAT, then we'll read your name out on the podcast, and yeah, that's what you get. Yeah, thanks so much to all our Rinseflower stands. (laughs) Uh, Rowan Quinn, boyfriend of the show, Thomas. Justin Crandall, Milk Succubus, Evan DM, and Rise and Grind memes for Side Hustling Teens. Thanks, Thank Bell. you. Hot eyes. Really good stuff. Thanks. If you donate to this, le- this uh, level, Tom will also be your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a $10 level, actually. <laughs> yeah. You're our uncle, and uh, $10. my boyfriend is your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're selling him now. sharing. <laughs> a people's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously there's the Pay George's Rent tier, which is. Uh, oh. yeah, in the three hundreds pounds somewhere. Pay for therapy mm-hmm. as a Patreon. Yeah. Mm. Or you can um, send us Nigels. What is a Nigel? <laughs> okay, like, like pictures of Nigel. Just like not the racist JPEGs one. of Nigel. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. yeah, please send us fan art. Uh, write RPF of us. No, <laughs> please write RPF of us. You're me and Yana sure pro RPF of us and Lucy and Georgia anti RPF so mm. write that dynamic into your RPF. <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 um all right well this thank you so yeah. much for listening um and we'll see you next yeah. week and until then Stan with um and Nigel is my Stan knuckle Stan yeah. uh Stan Gribo kind of problematic. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Gre- Very funny noises in this, though. Good noises. <laughs> Good noises. <laughs> stand, uh, stand Lady Felmet. Yeah. Uh, probably, maybe don't, but <laughs> she was pretty cool. Um, she got killed by a tree. Mm. She did. I have no choice but to stand. She's thick. Um, mm. Stand the land. Etc. Stand the land of Lanka. Yeah. The Lanka. Yeah. Reject. Modernity, embrace the land of Lanka. <laughs> yeah. No masters, dissolve hierarchies. Clown um, supremacy. Clown yeah. supremacy. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>
Good Episode Productions Network podcast. See the website for more details.